0: Welcome to the Whiskey Jazz and Leadership Podcast. Subscribe now so you don't miss a drop of straight talk you can't get anywhere else. We discuss the whiskeys to drink, music to listen to, and what it really takes to be an effective leader. I'm your host, Galen Bingham, the Leadership Strategist. Tonight's guest, Senior Vice President and Community Affairs Officer of Simmons Bank, Clayton Evans. Hey, what you drink well there there are a lot of good articles uh, out there uh, on leadership and especially as leadership now is starting to get into you know these these popular areas of interest you know there's always the leadership's role in DEI. I think back back you know many years ago it was totally qua- total quality management Whatever seems to be the focus um, uh, of that moment, there are articles that usually break that uh, break that seal and help you to get into that space. And I think it was articles that really kind of led this, this current movement in diversity, equity, inclusion. What is the leader's role in that space? And I'll tell you that that's some of the work that I'm starting to do now more and more. It seems like organizations want me to help them understand diversity, equity, inclusion. But when you look at my background, you'll, you'll notice pretty quickly that I don't have the traditional HR, organizational dynamics, organizational behavior background that a lot of my colleagues in this space will have. It is straight leadership, you know, general management, p background. But the way that DE&I becomes important to me is that as a general manager, it's my responsibility to create the conditions where people feel comfortable bringing me their best. And if there is a condition to where you don't feel comfortable bringing me your best, it's, it's my job to understand what that is and try to remove those barriers. And DEI is suggesting that there's a lot of people for uh, DEIB, so the B stands for belonging. There are a lot of people that don't feel like they belong in organizations. They feel like they've gotta leave some part of themselves at home and only show up with 65%. And as a general manager, that's a problem for me, right? because I'm paying for all of you to be here. <laughs> you know, that, that salary I'm paying you is for all of you, but yet you don't feel comfortable bringing more than 65%. That's when leaders need to step in and figure out what's going on. So what's your, what's your take on this space for you know leaders needing to make make people feel comfortable enough to bring their best? Is that, is that just, is that just me rambling uh, or did did I read, you know, maybe not enough leadership articles?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think leaders today are challenged more than ever because there's often such a thin line in, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, that causes pause that you don't cross you don't cross it or and, and you stay within the ram of uh, of your responsibility i think i've been fortunate i guess my professional experience in in that you know i've, I've led teams still lead lead teams but i'm one that uh, believes leading by example works i think i've been Fortunate to generally be in a an environment whereby you know, there is a sense of of commitment and effort um, that uh, is understood and expected, and you know the, the PL matters being on the side of. Uh, business where that 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 drives um, revenue you generally are going to be in those areas with folks that understand why they're there or else they're not there. Hmm. Uh, you know they're going to be elsewhere and your know, leadership has largely a role. Or has the role of trying to create uh, like a strategy and, and and direction that 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 allows the the group or groups as a whole to you know, work towards you know common goals. With those common goals in place, that you know, folks are kind of focused on the end result. You know those goals that you know that that goal that that you're looking to knock out by. At some point in time. I think I've been fortunate, especially in in the later years of my career, whereby competent leadership and and being one of the leaders, having the opportunity to apply your course, so to speak. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a big proponent of pushing the envelope, you know, in in the financial services industry. And, And one of the reasons why is that. The financial services industry hasn't always served our people. I see many times you know, the, the way to get uh, services and opportunities to our people and even furthering the causes, the cause of our people is, is, is to push um, the envelope, and to push on an area, push in an area that Will hopefully provide benefit to to our people and help to better the cause of you know a individual or family that um, is trying to grow and I also see it as as you know my way of playing of paying it forward so to speak and mm-hmm. in, in that if I can if I can help someone um, hopefully they will have someone behind them.
0: Yeah, I mean, just this this commitment to doing what's right for as many people as you can, uh, even with all of your achievement. And I know that that's something that you and I uh, share in common, and we were actually introduced to each other over is this idea of it, uh, of achievement. So I've got to ask you about you know some of these. I would say nonprofit organizations, but. Uh, you know, because you're, you're very involved with, with Girls, Inc. You're very involved with uh, organizations uh, uh, here in St. Louis, uh, but you are also uh, really involved with the Kappa League Scholarship Fund. And, you know, I, I've, had, I've had a number of guests who were, they're, they're part of, the, of Alpha Phi Alpha, I've had a couple of people on here that you know they were part of a a music fraternity, and I had an opportunity to speak with a mutual friend of ours, Mister Clifford Franklin, who is part of Kappa Alpha Psi at the grand, the national level. And I said, you know, Cliff, brother, brother Franklin, come on now, we need to have some Kappas come through. And so, and then you show you showed up like the next week. So this was just divine. So talk to me a little bit about not only the nonprofit organizations that you're involved with, but in particular, what has that journey been like f- for you as you have gone from your college years to uh, being senior vice president of community affairs, right? I mean, it's like you're, you're at the level where many people aspire to be. Uh, so what has that journey been like for you and what role has nonprofit and causes of passion played in that, in that ascension for you?
1: Well, you know, I told a story earlier of, of uh, how, um, my father, uh, getting his first union job changed my life, uh, I, I guess the second big change was uh, when I was introduced to Cap Alpha Psi. I was introduced to Cap Alpha Psi in nineteen seventy five at Elizabeth City uh, State University, the uh, uh, the epsilon alpha chapter, and uh, it was it was truly a life changing experience. Um, it was a uh, time when I had a um, number of big brothers that understood uh, the importance of Cap outside in that it's more than the um, the foolishness that you go through. It was about teaching those coming behind you as well. And um, let me say there was wisdom, lots of wisdom in the chapter but there was one brother that older than everyone else. His name was Wilbur White. And um, he had some issues when he was, uh, I'd say long, several years before I uh, was introduced to Kappa. He left school for a couple of years and he had to come back the semester that I was pledging. So he was... He was the brother in the chapter that everybody looked up to um, because he, he, he was he was a wise man. And having the wisdom and, and, and the experience and, and, and the brothers that, that were willing to teach you um, really served to introduce me to Kap Alpha Psi in a way that motivated me to want to learn more. I saw the, where Kappa could take you. As an undergraduate, I was introduced to Kappa on the province and grade chapter levels. Mm. So, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, to sit in the room. And you know, when I moved from North Carolina to, to Maryland, there were some opportunities that fell to me. Uh, I just happened to, to be in some positions and playing some roles that uh, leadership on, on, on the province or regional level came to me asking me to do more. And from there, it, it uh, led to serving on the uh, grand chapter level, having served uh, under um, past Grandpa Mark, the, the late brother Ron Young. Um, I served as as uh, Grand Chapter uh, Planning Chairman for Detroit and, and Atlanta. So the, the the relationships and the brotherhoods has been special because if I had not had the opportunity to to serve in in, in those days at the, at those levels, who knows how engaged and involved I would be today. But I had a chance to serve. It it, it taught me things that I didn't didn't know that I wasn't learning and getting paid for. You know, I I still had to perform. When I moved to St. Louis in um, 2001, you know, I had relationships around the country already. Mm -hmm. I knew brothers here in St. Louis, and they were eagerly waiting for me to get here. So, I, you know, I got work for you and, and, and it was a situation where uh, my wife and I landed and, you know, I didn't miss a beat as far as being a part of that that bond, that bond and, and being engaged. And it's, it's just continued. So, you know, it's 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 been a special ride for me, like the, the brothers taught me and taught us when, when we were pledging. Yeah, nothing in, nothing out. Yeah, you only get you only get out of cap out beside what you put into it. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I tell you, one of the things that um, you hear a lot, and I, I presume you hear about this in other fraternities as well, uh, but it becomes uh, almost trite. You hear it so much. You hear this word, uh, a bond, or brotherhood. Uh, you hear that so much, but um once you understand the story, and you kind of touched on this in the very beginning about the history of African Americans in this country, especially those who were able to um, somehow get an education, there's like another level of where do I belong? Where do I fit? you know, what should I be pursuing? Should I you know, should I should I go for all that I can or should I just kind of lay back in the cut? And it's those types of fraternities and sororities uh, where you are around like-minded people pursuing the 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 same kinds of goals that that gives you the courage, especially you know as you were talking about at a young age when you really you're you're very impressionable and it's very easy for you to go left as opposed to going right, but to have positive influences saying no, this is the path. That is going to give you more probability of achieving. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. Back to the jazz part, right? There, there's no sheet music to this thing, but these are the guardrails. And, uh, you know, I, my, my story is a little different in that the college that I went to for undergrad uh, did not uh, have Greek fraternities or sororities of any kind for anyone anywhere. And so that really was not part of my life. I wasn't really even aware of Greek life as an undergrad. And then as I got out and I started working and and started noticing all the people that I was hanging around, and, and you kind of you know kind of gravitated to the people who were who were performing, and and uh, you find that special group that you have this 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 bond with. And I looked around and all of them seemed to be members of Kappa Alpha Psi. And then my younger brother goes to a different college and he pledges undergrad Kappa Alpha Psi Bucknell University. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, let's go ahead and do this thing. Let's go ahead and do this thing. And one of the things that I've said, uh, even in my conversation with Rashid Hardin, Uh, at the beginning uh, towards the middle of season two. And he is, I think he said he was an alpha. He's an alpha, but he's also the executive director for uh, this music and artist fraternity. And one of the things I shared with him is that it's my impression that Greek fraternity and Greek life in, in white fraternities is a little different than in black fraternities and black sororities. Whereas again, my my opinion, my impression is that white fraternities seem to have a gigantic space when you're in school, while you're in school. And then not so much the same, but you know, kind of when you're out of school. But they really come on strong while you're in school it's been my impression that black fraternities pretty still, you know, still pretty significant while you're in school,
1: but the significance and say that, that your opinion is, 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 is is a true, is truly the way most folks recognize it. I've actually had colleagues that are members of white fraternities Mm. and I've had a whole host of, white colleagues that were members of white fraternities openly say that their fraternity has no, you know, has, has no existence now as, as far as they're concerned. When they left school, they left their fraternity yeah. and, and the black fraternities continue yeah. to you know, play a role in in, in the lives of, of, of members that become members of the fraternities of the royalties while they are undergraduates. That's not something that you're just imagining. Mm.
0: I mean, even to the point where, you know, I, I I have just heard so many stories and I've actually seen it where people who are part of fraternities, African-American fraternities and sororities will reach back and and mentor <laughs> members of the fraternity that are in, that are still in school. And that's what you would hope that a fraternity or sorority would do, but I've actually seen it and it's just really... It has made me more proud of the decision that I made. Although when I made it, it was not with the full knowledge of what I was getting into, right? But now that I'm here, I'm just so excited to see people actually sitting in and stepping into this idea of fraternity and supporting each other. And like I said, that word bond really has a meaning. And yeah, again, didn't 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 necessarily intend for this to be a, a a discussion about Greek life, but I know that that's one of the things that we have in common. That's one of the one of the reasons that you and I met. And I am just so fascinated when I meet people who were not only active from a local chapter perspective. But you've you've had national responsibilities, and I, I know the foundation of most Greek organizations seem to be giving people opportunities to serve and to lead in situations that they might not ordinarily. Right? Have there been examples of things that you've that you were exposed to, maybe in undergrad, but in 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 either the fraternity or in some of the nonprofit organizations that you're involved with? And because of that experience with the nonprofit organization or uh, or cause of passion, it actually helped you perform better on your paying job. Because I know I've got examples. What, what are some of those examples for you?
1: Yeah, lots of examples. You know, this this is not a paying job. One of the boards that I sit on, I am um, part of the, uh, I guess, the board development committee. They have some some characteristics that we look for in board members. One of those characteristics is um, showing that, that you are able to work within an organizational structure. So if a white male in his sixties has an interest in, in, in um, the, the a board seat, you know, one of the, the very first things that that comes to the forefront as far as discussion is concerned, is is that individual able to work within the organizational structure and not assume or believe that you know he's he, he's the C, CEO. He can still he can bring that CEO mentality you know to the organization. I certainly had the opportunity to work. You know, one one of the past Grand Pole marks used to have this, uh, I guess, a motto, whereby he he would he would always say, um, "You, you got to put your time in. Make sure you put your time in." And um, Kappa has this 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 motto this 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 motto, you know, training for leadership. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I met with one of our new brothers uh, a couple of weeks back. And he asked the question. He said, uh, Brother Evan, say you've been around for a while, is that, uh, um you know, we're, we're new to Cap Alpha Psi. The brother said, uh, if you could suggest one thing to, to make a difference as far as um, us coming into the bond is concerned, what would it be? So, brother, it's a brother's simple. For me, I would suggest try to be present. Mm. Be in the room, be in the room, because that's your opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I'm old school in that way, in that you know I still I learn un, under some of the uh, old school that um, whose names you would recognize. I learned under them um, from from Doctor Crump, Oscar Mims, you know those kind of brothers. Brothers I learned under in the Eastern Province. And I didn't have a lot to say. I didn't have an opportunity to have a lot of voice, but I was in the room. I learned how those brothers operated. Their agenda was to move Cap Alpha South forward,
0: period. Mm. I love it. I love it. I mean, and this, this harkens back to my conversation at the very beginning of season two, where I talked with uh, Jared Simmons, uh, smart, smart, brilliant, McKenzie. Procter and Gamble, Coca Cola, just I used to I used to say some folks are just smart for no reason, but this dude has got a legitimate reason for being as brilliant as he is. And in our conversation, we talked about how leadership really comes down to building a catalog of scenarios. Have you seen enough scenarios? And if you're only planning to lead from things that you've personally been through. You can do that, it's just gonna take you a long time to go through every situation in order to build that catalog. But if you're, if you're smart enough, if you're wise enough, to your point, to just sit in the room and be quiet and watch, <laughs> you can pick up so much uh, that when you're facing that situation, it, you know, it might not come exactly the way you, you saw someone go through it, but it might come close enough where you can rule out two or three things that you know you're not gonna do, right? You still might not have a clue as to what to do, but you, you know, if you know, like, of these five things, these two are off the table because that didn't work out, <laughs> and I think that that is really at the center of, of, of what this leadership thing is about. And um, boy, I just, I just, I honor the fact that you've, you've done this the right way. Uh, your achievement demonstrates that you've done it the right way. And you've continued to reach back to share what what you've been through, share your experiences, um, because that's I think that's what this is. That's what this is about. Well, well, man, I'll tell you, if you've got a few more minutes, man, I'd love to continue this conversation on on the other side of the velvet rope in our VIP room. I've I got to bring you in, man. We, we've shared way, way too much for free. So. um any any final words you want to share before I pull you in uh, with with this audience?
1: The, the only thing I, I'll, I'll say, uh, brother, is it's been my pleasure being here with you. you. You mentioned earlier the Catholic Scholarship Fund, which I, I chair. That's um, a role that, that that I'm committed to, because it's a direct link to bringing young men in behind us young men that are um hopefully will become the capital men you know in in the future you know i'm i'm always available to uh if whatever i can possibly do that that will um you know further our cause to uh uh you know build young uh good um good men that um is looking for direction and an opportunity to to get there.
0: Yeah, you know, before before we go, before we step under the rope here, let's talk a little bit about the Kappa League Scholarship Fund. How can people support that effort? Uh, whether they're Greek, whether they're, you know, not Greek, uh, if they have an interest at all in the advancement of civilization, I think it comes down to... Do you have leaders, and in this case, do you have men who are willing to step in the gap of uncertainty and do the right thing? And I've said so many times that um, for me, leadership comes down to being at its core about courage. Do you have the courage to do what's right because it's right, although you may or may not benefit uh, in the short term? And that's what kids learn. It, when they're part of the Kappa League, they learn from people like you. They learn from people uh, that have done things, that have been places. they they learn those scenarios so that when they are faced with similar situations, they've got at least something to push on. So how can people support uh, the Kappa League Scholarship Fund um, you know, if, if they feel so inclined?
1: The fund itself serves to to fund and and promote programs and opportunities for young men to participate in um, mentoring, youth development, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't have the um, site address handy, but uh, Catholic Scholarship Fund is the name of the organization. Um, We can post it, uh, you can go to our website, um, you know, Catholic Scholarship Fund, just Google it, it's there and you can learn so much more about what we're doing to assist young men in the um, St. Louis metropolitan area.
0: Well, fantastic. And I'll make sure that we, we post a link to uh, not only the site, but to all of those activities in the, in the notes to this. So look below in the notes, wherever you're listening to this episode. This has been an absolute honor, my man. And I just absolutely appreciate um, you know this, this growing relationship that you and I are building uh, even above uh, and beyond um, our, our mutual membership in the greatest fraternity in the history of all Greek life so with that man uh, raise your glass raise your uncle nearest and uh, let's toast uh, until next time take care Hey, it's not too late. Hit that subscribe button so you're sure to catch the next episode. If you're really enjoying the vibe, leave us a review or become a VIP for guests and show exclusives. Cheers.